Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, a CBS sports podcast. It's Tuesday. It's our first podcast of the week. Chris, we're late because the Big 12 was late. But at long last, we have a football schedule. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. We are... We had planned on a podcast earlier, at least earlier in the day, maybe even Monday, and then weren't sure. I mean, we had a few things to talk about, but then as soon as we saw this was coming out Tuesday afternoon, we're like, might as well wait, because that is all anybody's going to want to talk about. And we are, I mean, we're literally recording this moments after the schedule comes out. So you and I are about to react again, quite literally, mm-hmm. instantly to what we're looking at here. Um Pretty quickly, there's some things that that pop up in my mind. Uh, so I'm interested to, I'm interested in this pod, Mike. I'm interested in making this pod, and I hope that means that people are interested in listening to this pod. So frequently in schedules for teams that are in peril have what they call not a bye week, not an open week, but a bye-bye week. And if an athletic director is feeling froggy, he might leap because if something goes bad in a Saturday and the team is off the following Saturday and you have a game the Saturday after that, well, Chris Anderson, there's room to make a move there if the schedule allows. We've seen this before countless times. West Virginia has experienced a few times before. I remember West Virginia absolutely knew Charlie Weiss was not going to make it to town for the game uh, the year that he got fired because they were off the week off the week. And sure enough, they got to a bad start. They had an open week. They can them. Um, Chris, there's no open week on this game, which means little guarantees nothing. But I don't have to explain the significance of there not being the bye-bye week on the schedule. But 
for the second straight year, they really don't have an open week. They have a Thursday night game in between, so they will play September 30th and then October 12th. Now, Mike, they're off on October 7th. They are, but they're not. They can't go home. They can't do anything. They're actually going to practice that weekend because they play two days earlier the following week. They will turn their Monday into a Saturday. They will turn their Tuesday into a Sunday. Everything gets moved up two weeks, so they don't have that weekend. And then the following weekend, sure, they play the 12th. They can give them the weekend off, but it's a road game on a Thursday. They're back on Friday. I doubt very much people are going to be going anywhere or able to go anywhere because they play the 21st against Oklahoma State. So they'll get right back to business pretty much after they get back to campus and close the book on Houston here. Man, that's that's a heck of a break. It's a bad break, too. Yeah, I'd be if if I were the coach, I'd be furious. I mean, that's that's just if I were a player, I'd be furious. As you noted, like you're gonna be your weekend that's supposed to be an off week that you're supposed to be getting rest. Maybe you get to go home, see your family, uh, see your girlfriend, whatever. You're practicing, you're hitting. Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays are, are are practice days, and then, um, yeah, the Houston game is away Thursday night, so they will get home and get back in their dorm rooms at. Two in the morning, three in the morning on Friday. I uh, have to hop in and go to school. I haven't seen the academic calendar. I don't know if that's like fall break or something that weekend, but still, they're going to be turning right back around to watching film and getting ready for stuff. So it's going to be hard to take that whole weekend off. And like you said, and then Oklahoma State a few days later, that's just, just brutal because you look at everybody else's schedule uh, 14 teams in the Big 12, 10 of them get a true bye week. Um, West Virginia and Houston. Uh, Houston's in the same uh, situation. They have a bye right before the Thursday night game against West Virginia. And then it was at Texas Tech and TCU. Um, we'll be doing the same thing uh, a couple weeks later, getting a bye and then turning around and playing each other on a Thursday. But the other 10 teams, a full, true bye week. There's one Thursday game in the Big 12 this year. That's well, it. Two. Two. Who's the second one? Yeah, TCU, Texas. I don't have that on my grid here. Are you yeah, sure? On 11, on 11, four. Well, I guess it's 11, two, but on the 11, four grid. All right. I'm looking at the big 12 grid. It does not have that. It has oh. TCU, Texas tech. Okay. So two, two. Um, and then there's not a lot of midweek games. There are week one games and week, I guess, final games. So like the first week of the season, last game of the season, there's Friday games. There's Kent State, UCF is a Thursday. Who cares? That's the first game of the season. That doesn't matter. That's just a tough spot for West Virginia to be in. Um, you'd like to have an open week if you could, just because, you, especially in the middle, you get to take a breath. There's some bit of a break there. There's more time, obviously, but that's tough. Um, anything else step out to you here, Chris? I, I have a couple, but I took the first one. What do you think? Uh, I'd like to revisit that bye-bye uh, conversation you're talking about there. Because if, if this is, you know, what you're referencing is, of course, like a head coach being fired, heading into a bye week. And look at those first five games for West Virginia. At Penn State, Duquesne should be a win versus Pitt, home against Texas Tech, and then on the road at TCU. And and, and there's a scenario there. With that, I mean, that is a tough schedule. That is a tough that's four very tough games to start the year, or at least three very tough games and maybe a tough game with Texas Tech. It is at home, though, but... Uh, like, have you seen Neil's record against Texas Tech? Well, and I was about to say, and if 
if you put out a nothing burger or, or or whatever you want to call it on that September 23rd game against Texas Tech, like, you know, every year I do the, my, my two most pivotal games or whatever it is I call them during my countdown. And I try to go not off script, but not, you know, oh man, opening against Pitt. Like, okay, got it. But what about this game against Texas Tech in week four? Is that all of a sudden like one of the most important games of the season? Because that's a game you might have to win almost no matter what for Neil Brown to keep his job or the team to be bowl eligible or what. That is seeming like a very pivotal game already. Okay. Uh, last night, TCU's schedule accidentally got placed online. That will happen sometimes where you're trying to make, you're trying to preview the graphic, make sure it looks good. Uh, they released theirs. Message board a frenzy. I was able to put together um, what I had from various conversations and text messages with people about the schedule. I got everything right about what I heard, except I think I swapped Oklahoma State and Kansas State. I'd heard Kansas State was on, Oklahoma State was off. Uh, that's the only one. But what was on what I'd heard and what I reported, what I think what people found to be most interesting was that West Virginia got all four of the new Big 12 teams this year, two at home, two on the road. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah, and obviously, just the way it works out, not everybody's going to be able to say that. So, yeah, West Virginia does get to do that. Um, again, we're we're doing this on the fly, but I'm looking. I was wondering if they would make Texas and Oklahoma both play all four of those teams right now. I see Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, but not Houston for Oklahoma. And Houston, BYU, and that's it. No UCF, no Cincinnati for Texas. So, no, I guess they're not going to make those two departing teams play the four new guys. Yeah. I mean, give those schools, those new schools, like a, a boost. That'd be kind of yeah. nice. You know? So, like, BYU will get Texas and Oklahoma. Great. UCF gets just Oklahoma. Houston gets Texas. And the other one is Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So they they each get one of them. Some get two of them. That's that's all right. But to get all four, Chris, if you rank one through fourteen of this new conference, um, man, those four are gonna be they're gonna be bottom half teams, correct? I think so. I mean, uh, I think people forget that you know, people are gonna look at that Houston game, and maybe there's a little revenge factor in here that's good that's obviously going to be an x factor but that houston team was kind of meh last year i mean they started the season top 25 and very quickly fell out of it um ucf meh uh cincinnati was was decent byu was decent so but they're losing some pieces losing coaches i, I don't think that's the worst four teams that you could have I, speaking of how do you th- how do you feel like the out of everybody, because you can't play everybody. I mean, it's like the old Big East where you're like, oh, man, yes, you get to play, you know, USF twice. You get to play South Florida twice. You get to play this crummy team twice. Um, and, and, you know, the, the good teams once. Did West Virginia get, off the top of your head right here, a good a good deal on this, or did they yeah. get the shaft? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, they're going to get TCU and Texas Tech early. You'd rather have them late. But if West Virginia gets his act together, Houston – Oklahoma State, UCF, BYU in Morgantown uh, at Oklahoma. That's tough. Cincinnati, Baylor. There are wins to be had there if this is pointing in the right direction. If this program, which typically does 
eh at the start of the year and then plays above eh at the end. I mean, there's a chance that that second half is is fruitful. Getting to that second half is going to be hard because Penn State's going to be top five in the preseason. Pitt, probably right in the cusp of the top 25. I'm not sure how if they'll be ranked, but probably right up there. Texas Tech, TCU, I expect to both be ranked or darn close. So you're looking at three, maybe four ranked teams before you hit that open weekend. And then the downhill kind of portion, which is Houston on a Thursday Boy, West Virginia would love to have that one at home. Uh, hey, uh, Mike, I got some breaking news. I gotta, I gotta talk to you about real quick. Oh, uh, a, a note from Neil Brown's agent petitioning the Big Twelve to flip West Virginia's schedule so that the second half of the schedule is actually the start of the season. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's tough. That's a tough one there. Um, but listen, that's those are winnable games. If you listen, if you rank the top six or top seven, bottom seven. I see two. I see three teams that would be in the top seven. I see five that'd be in the bottom seven, and then Baylor. I'm not sure. We'll see. But like, I'm I'm pretty confident saying that the bottom seven is going to be Houston, Oklahoma State, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati. They'll be in that bottom seven, I think. Um, I mean, that means the West Virginia is dwelling in the bottom half of the conference. You're kind of you kind of are who you play to some extent when it comes to television and matchups and things like that. And then, you know, late in the season, yeah, we'll see. But um, it could be a heck of a lot worse. They don't get Kansas State, the defending Big 12 Conference Championship game winner. They don't get Texas, which would probably be the highest Big 12 team in the preseason poll. They don't get Kansas, which scrambled their eggs last season. Um, that's that's a nice break, I think. So it could be a heck of a lot worse than it is. They don't get Iowa State either, correct? Teams kind of had their number the past couple of years. Who yeah, knows I was going to say, to put it out there for people who don't have it right in front of you, the four teams in the Big 12 that West Virginia does not play, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and Texas. And three of them are top seven teams, right? I would say, yeah, probably. Pretty good break there. Yeah. It, it seems like, I mean, and, and I agree with everything you just said there. It's just... The road schedule seems difficult. Like, e- even though, again, a couple of these teams are going to be bottom, but just talking about the road schedule, Penn State, Ro- like Rose Bowl, top 10 next year, top five. Right, um, right around that top five, I think. The next uh, road game, TCU who was in the national championship. Now, granted, I think they're going to be losing some, some, a, a significant number of pieces there, but still, I, I don't think they're going to just fall off a cliff entirely. Maybe fringe top 25. Houston on a Thursday night. Again, Houston was was started last year in top 25 and, and fell off pretty quickly, but Thursday night on the road, revenge game, Dana Holgerson revenge game, that's not going to be an easy environment to play in. Um, and then two weeks later, UCF, okay. Two weeks later, Oklahoma. Two weeks later, maybe a Baylor team that's at the end of the season. You, you know, you talked about, hey, you want to play Texas Tech or TCU at the end of the year. Maybe you want to play Baylor at the beginning of the year. I, I'm not sure. That's that's a that's a hard schedule on the road. But I think overall, West Virginia got a pretty nice break. All right, let me ramble here for a second. Are you ready? Because I do believe you play the games, but you also play the schedule. So here are some dynamics that I'm gonna I'm going to give to you that 
I've already processed and I will probably process out loud. So again, forgive me for rambling, but you prep a long time for the first home for the first road game. It stinks. You're playing at You're at a powerhouse program, but you've got all summer to get ready to go to Penn state, whatever. Then you're not on the road again until September 30th. You have three straight home games. However, you play a home game on September 23rd. You're not home again until October 21st. And then who knows what happens? Texas Tech game. That's going to be circled for obvious reasons. That's their September 23rd home game. Road at TCU, open weekend, road at Houston. Who knows what happens in there? The apathy or the interest for the October 21st home game against Oklahoma State is going to be mighty interesting. And then the final six games, home, road, home, road, home, road. That's hard. Um, also, again, playing the schedule here. So, yeah, having stretches where you're at home, where you're on the road, and then alternating road trips every other weekend to end the season, that's tough. But look at who West Virginia plays, but also what that team has the week before. Pitt, the week before, Cincinnati. Texas Tech, the week before, I have no idea what this logo is. It's a T inside of the Texas logo or the Texas state outline. I'm guessing that's Tarleton state. That's what, that was my guess too. I'll try okay. to confirm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, TCU the week before SMU rivalry game. That's a tough non-conference game. Uh, Houston is open the week before, obviously. So was West Virginia, Oklahoma state the week before Kansas. That won't be fun. UCF the week before West Virginia. At Oklahoma, BYU has to come to Morgantown the week before at Texas, Oklahoma the week before Bedlam at Oklahoma State, Cincinnati the week before at Houston, Baylor the week before home against, no, no, at TCU. How many row games for a team before they play West Virginia and how many of those top third teams in the Big 12 before they play West Virginia? Kind of a body blow factor there, where especially later in the season, you know, it's one thing to play a hard team before. It's a little bit more exaggerated late in the season. And if you're playing a hard team the week before you play West Virginia and you're having to travel a row game the week before, that's hard. So, again, that's that's a minutia thing. But if you look at it, teams are playing on the road before West Virginia and they're playing good opponents before they play West Virginia. I would say top third opponents in the Big 12. Could that be in West Virginia's favor? It should be. Doesn't mean it will, but it should be. That's pretty remarkable. I, I think that was the literally the last five opponents for West Virginia all play on the road against good opponents before coming to play or before playing WVU. I yeah, and again, like the first half is it's like, do you want Cincinnati if you're playing no. in the season? No. Do you want TCU? Do you want SMU before in a rivalry game? No, that's gonna be tough. It's like they they do have a nice nod in the schedule there. Say it, Mike. How many wins? Nine, 10, 11? Well, let's get to that conversation now. I don't know if this was a, a Freudian thing by Neil or if he said one thing and didn't mean it. But when he does say that the expe- that they have to have a winning season, I think it's fair to say he has to be in a bowl game this year. And we can argue about whether or not six wins in a bowl appearance, seven wins in a bowl, whatever. Is that going to be enough? I have no idea. Quantity of games, quantity of the schedule. Quantity of wins, I should say. Quantity. How about this? Quantity of wins and quality of the season could be two very different things here, too. But I, I just strongly feel like if they go five and seven, he's probably not here for 2024. Maybe I'm wrong. But he did say they have to have a winning season. Are there six wins on this? 
And then beyond that is six and seven is seven and six with a bowl win going to do it. I don't know. Um, but here's my question, Chris, the, I don't knows. Do those go away a little bit based on what we are determining to be? I think as we, as we talk this out loud, a friendlier schedule than it could be. Does that change the expectations for the season? Like, so for example, if they go six and six, it doesn't matter if they win the bowl game. Now you might say, wait a minute, six wins in this regular season isn't going to be impressive enough. Make a change if they're just six and six. Certainly if they're five and seven. Um, do you expect seven more wins, eight more wins? I don't know. But let me ask you this in, in a shorter way. Does the quality of the schedule change the trajectory that this season has to follow now? it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm going to answer your question by saying this. You mentioned something about, you know, get, you mentioned him trying to get to six wins, West Virginia trying to get to six wins. And I almost wanted to interject there and say six wins after the bye week. <laughs> like, I mean, I, obviously that's very difficult. That would be six and one. But if you told me right now, looking at the schedule, that West Virginia went, seven and five and they started one and four and went six and one after the bye i would not be stunned like I, I think it's a very difficult start to the schedule and then i do think it gets considerably easier you know again it's a little bit tough going on that road for that thursday night against houston houston will be decent i imagine oklahoma state What's happening at Oklahoma State is what happened to West Virginia last year with the transfer portal. I mean, they are they fell apart towards the end of last season and have been decimated by transfers since the end of the season. Mm-hmm. UCF, okay. Wait, 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 wait. That doesn't happen anywhere else. No, nowhere else. Just Morgantown. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, UCF and then BYU is going to be good, but that's at home. Oklahoma, obviously tough on the road especially. I, I mean – Man, yeah, like is is seven and five even good enough anymore? Like, does it does it shade to? I mean, I've always, I mean, you knew my stance. I said it on here long before the schedule came out that I said they they put it in the spot where it's almost like eight or nine and nothing nothing fewer. And now that I look at this schedule, I really feel that way. So the question now, Chris, you are the draft king. Over under win total right now. What would you set it at? Mm-hmm. Before before we get there, let's remember back to last year when we talked about this because 
the line opened at five. And you and I said on the podcast, oh my God, hammer that, hammer that, hammer that. They can get to six. At the very least, thing everything goes wrong and they still get to five and you get your money back. We might have had to sweat that out to the very end, but that didn't end up being true. And I, I thought that line was low. So I, I'm I'm repeating that story in part because Vegas doesn't believe. And they haven't believed in a while. And and, and West Virginia has given them no reason to believe. So I want to say they'll set the line in a similar spot, like five and a half, six, right in that range. Okay. I have no recollection of that conversation that you and I maybe had in the podcast last year. Don't remember that at all. Um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it put those words in your mouth. Don't worry about it. Listen, there's a a uh, there's a way you can find these things on on in certain corners of the world right now. A future for West Virginia before the schedule came out, four and a half wins. I think, and I think that's fair, especially what we knew of the schedule up to that point, which was basically just, man, you got to go to Penn State and Pitt before you even get to Big 12 play. But, yeah, I I legitimately think seeing the schedule now raises the bar for West Virginia by a win. From four, again, if it was four and a half before, if I were setting the line, I would absolutely set it at five and a half now. One more take from me before I surprise you with something here. Um Knowing where the bye-bye weekend is and, and looking at the back half of the schedule, barring an O-and-blank start, O-and-3, O-and-four, which I don't foresee because you have to lose to Duquesne. Um, and, and if they lose to Duquesne, print the T-shirts, fire everybody. Barring something like that, just disastrous, I do not believe you'll see a midseason coaching change just because the back half of the schedule gives you opportunities. The only caveat there would be if people on the inside are like, this is broken. And if it's apparent on the outside that it's broken and the people on the inside determine that too, then okay, fine. But like, I just wonder why you would bail on the back half of that schedule. And because guess what? You don't have Texas this year. You're probably not going to have Oklahoma next year if they balance this thing out. And you're not going to have Texas and Oklahoma two years from now. So the schedule was going to look a lot more friendlier, I think, absent those two teams. Than, than maybe in the future, but this this little thought bubble is forming above my head as we sit here and discuss this. I, I just wonder if and why you would make a coaching change midstream, again, unless it's just inevitable and, and why wait do it? Wait, so not making a coaching change midseason was the point that, 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 that there's still another point coming that's going to surprise me? This wasn't the one? <laughs> perhaps this wasn't the hot take there's another one hotter than that i just think a lot of people look at the schedule and be like wait a minute they have two weeks between games here if they're one and four you know cut them loose if they're two and three and it looks bad and the, the scoring difference was bad cut them loose like that's listen that's obviously a story arc here for sure but i just wonder knowing that they don't really have the open week which means you don't have tremendous time you have some a little bit more obviously but not the the traditional space not that you actually have to have it but also, that back half of the schedule is going to give you opportunities there, too. So I, I just wonder about that. And then also, it's sloppy to make a midseason coaching change. And I, I just wonder if it's necessary. But didn't rehearse this take. Maybe need to go to the, the workshop and, and chisel. 
polish sand some things, but it just seems to me more likely than not. Absolutely not. I would say less likely than than you would see one during the regular season. Finally, Chris. Let me go to my DMs. I'm going to read this and I'm going to kind of redact it and remove some stuff here. Um, this is from a woman. He says, hi, Mike. I was wondering if you've heard anything about the football schedule and when it might come out. Long story short, my boyfriend proposed to me in December, but trying to get him to move forward planning for a wedding. I prefer the fall. It's one of the dreams I had growing up. We picked out a location, colors, bridesmaid, grooms, and we haven't picked out a date. Um, I'll keep that out there. Um, long story short, I was born in the United States, but I grew up abroad. Came back to the States for college. I went to a small school. Really wasn't familiar with the concept of college football as this cultural phenomenon. It's strange to me, but I've learned. It's grown on me. I understand he really likes Mountaineers. I know who he follows. He's a subscriber to your website. We listen to podcasts and car rides, including road trips to some of the football games and basketball games that we can make. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, gets into some things about tailgates being important. She understands this and that. She wants to pin down a date for the wedding. She wants a fall wedding. And then says... Is it too much to ask for a fall wedding? Is it too much to ask to find one find one open spot on the schedule where we can do this? Should I pick a road game instead of a home game? And when, oh, when do you think I'll know? Well, she knows now. This was from January 18th. So she had to wait two weeks. My apologies. Um, answered her, said I would get back to her when I could. Hopefully she's seen the schedule now and she can pick it out. Bummer for her. No open weekend. But she could probably fit a Saturday one in, right? Before or after the, the Houston game. I would suggest the after the Houston game. I mean, I think that this past year, that was when, um, you know, I, I took my vacation out to Colorado with my wife. We left the day after the Baylor. Ba Baylor was Thursday night, right? And it was around the same time, like October 13th on a Thursday. Left Friday morning. Because, um, yeah, that, that bye week is before it. But you're still open for something happening that weekend. I know the the previous not so hot hot take says maybe not, but it's it's still lingering around that time. But after the Houston game, I think you can be all right to to do it then. That's when I would pick it. Yeah, I'm gonna go different, Chris. I'm gonna say do it the day of the TCU game. It's a row game, but then you got honeymoon potential for the week after because there's no game on the seventh. Mm. And then now, one a question she has here is about later on in this because again, I'm trying not to be uh, proprietary here because there's something that's going to give it away. I think, or I don't want it to give it give it away. But um, listen, there's but she says like potential for anniversaries, road trips, and things like that. I know it means a lot. I think I already said that before. Um, they could have their anniversary and go on a road trip every year or have an anniversary tailgate on the 30th. I don't know about that. Uh, I was a dummy and I got married on August 25th. I was covering basketball at the time. And if I remember the details correctly, we were like, probably shouldn't do a spring wedding because maybe the team will be in the season or in the tournament. I was okay waiting until April. My wife was not. She couldn't wait to marry me. Um, so we did August 25th because I just never thought I would cover college football. I don't know. But even that's okay because there's no games and we can kind of go away and come back and not miss any of the season. So I guess I kind of understand that. But w listen, people are going to be jerks about fall wedding because that's a thing. Like you're going to see it online. I would I would just kind of ignore that. 
Um, it's one day a year. People are not going to come to your wedding because they want to be home to watch the TCU game. Eh, I don't think you need those people in your life, right? Um, would people not want to come to your wedding because they have season tickets for the, uh, well, pick game? Listen, you're probably going to have a hard time getting people to come to your wedding for that one. Texas Tech, not so sure. Got to be prudent with your schedule. But yeah, that honeymoon thing I hadn't thought about. That makes a TCU game kind of a good idea, no? Yeah, I think so. That okay. would make it better because, yeah, unless you're, especially if you're a honeymooner that's going to go five to seven days. Because, yeah, if you go Houston, wedding on Saturday, and then you do your, I guess if you go straight to your honeymoon right from your wedding and mm -hmm. go five days and be back for to watch UCF from home or Oklahoma State, game in person i suppose yeah um rank the games here on wedding date last penn state right first duquesne that that would be the one right but then yeah in there because you're hunting one and maybe you're missing the pit game that's a home game too hmm in between is kind of a toss-up uh man i really like that tcu it's a row game you could have it on the background in the in the wedding. If he really wants to be like in a corner with his friends watching the game, you could pop in. You can give him a pepperoni roll or something like that. But like, listen, you're gonna do the electric slide. You're gonna do the chicken dance. It's your wedding. And then you got that whole week off after that. And then even more time. If you wanted to take a prolonged wedding, you, you might even listen, ma'am. He might he might owe you some for this. If you really want to lean into this, listen, we can get married on the 30th of September. But I'm gonna want a longer honeymoon because there's no game on the seventh. There's not a game to the 14th. I think you can make this work. I encourage you to. I think so too. I rank them. Yeah. Pitt. I, I think, you know, Pitt at home, that's big. But Penn State coincides also the season opener, which is obviously huge. Oh. It, it, you kind of just got to forget about those two, trying to do it those two weekends. But hey, to be honest, other than that, I mean, there's, there's some good games on here and there's some, there's some wins on there for West Virginia, I think. But, other than those two, I wouldn't consider changing any plans. I will solicit feedback here on the comments on Twitter, and I will get back to her. Uh, if you are a man, if you're a woman, if you've had thoughts and passions about this, fall wedding is the thing. Like I said, people are going to be like that just because it's cool to be like that, and fall wedding is like a derisive thing, whatever. But if you have advice for this reader, how she handle it with her husband, maybe how the husband should handle it too. Like, wake up, guy. It's your wedding. It's one day for the rest of your life, but it's one day. Please let me know. I'll see if I can get her uh, back on her DMs and, and give her some info on this. We took a turn, Chris. That we did. But this is this is what happens when the schedule gets released three months later than usual. Yeah, like I feel bad because like the boyfriend was maybe going to propose like in November. I was like, I can't wait any longer. I'm going December around <laughs> Christmas. I'm presuming around Christmas. And all of a sudden you had to wait like another month. That's tough. But I have it. Expectations set because the schedule is out. I think there's only one way we can sign off, Chris. We say bye-bye. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost. Everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions if you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.